this is insecure black girl the podcast per oh <laughs> i'm in a really good mood and this is like a improv is it improv improv two episode um usually you know i say it all the time i'll pick a topic make an outline and then you know kind of like loosely record based on my outline but recently I've been like really feeling like going with the motherfucking flow like I am not saying I won't ever do that again because sometimes the things I talk about are so broad that I need an outline to kind of like reel me in so that I don't go too far off topic but recently I've just been feeling like fuck it and I've just been feeling like pressing record and just talking shit I really have um I've been taking a lot of acid (laughs) these past two months and you know obviously it's kind of shifted my perspective um because I've been rolling but (laughs) But, um, yeah, I just been wanting to talk like I just I've been wanting to speak from the heart, I guess. Um, Not to say that I don't speak from the heart when I have an outline, but obviously it's a little more um, put together and thought about. Whereas recently I've kind of just been talking about about how I feel. So, yeah, I kind of just want to talk about where I've been at recently so like I said I've been taking a lot of acid um I've only ever taken acid one time before this year and it was very ass it was like the lowest piece of acid (laughs) ever it was trashed and I didn't feel like anything and I slick was like this was a waste of time and money but um this past year these this this past month really like these past two months I've been on some crazy acid and I've taken some really crazy trips and it's I feel like it's it's put me into like this state of like fuck it you know and not fuck it in the sense of like oh fuck everything fuck the world fuck my goals not like that but in the state of like I just want to go with the flow I don't want so much resistance and even though I'm saying this I'm still very much a not go with the flow type of person like I'm working towards it but I still have uh, panic attacks I still you know suffer from anxiety at times I still you know fight with mental illnesses you can say but it has gotten extremely better and I don't overthink as much but I still suffer with this um but a part of me even wanting to go with the flow is I feel like this these past two years I have really been shifting into um this feminine energy that I really have been wanting to be in but I didn't know how to be in and I'm going to tell you 
how I got there, how I've, how I've gotten where I am right now. So, oh my God, it's so much noise. Every time I try to record, it's like mad noise and I don't like that. Like at every house I've lived in, every time I, it could be dead silent. Every time I press record, it all of a sudden, niggas is digging up streets, birds is crowing, like I don't understand. But anyways, um, recently, really like this past year, I've been talking a lot about creativity, being creative, and um, just allowing myself to be creative and believing in my creativity Uh, really stepping into my creativity and that's kind of been the focus of well it's been one of the main focuses of my life because there's other focuses but it's been definitely like a top three for sure um so being more creative has kind of been like a goal per se um something I'm actively working towards um And I know that sounds like contradictive to just going with the flow, but I'm working towards it while going in the flow of it. Um, But I say that to say that I realized that creativity is feminine energy. Um, And when I talk about feminine and masculine energy, I'm talking about shapeless, formless shit. I'm not talking about like, how a motherfucker talk, how a motherfucker look, because personally, I dress very boyish. (laughs) Um, So I'm not talking about, like, physical things that we see with our eyes. I'm talking about actual energy. And I really hate the fact that, like, feminine and masculine energy, those words have been manipulated so bad into something that is not, because it really is shapeless. It isn't, it isn't, like feminine energy is not just how you look, it's not how you talk, it's not how you you know what I'm saying? It's something that cannot be it's something that cannot be displayed. Well, it can be displayed, but it's not something that you could like put on to show somebody. Like, oh I'm in my feminine energy, oh I'm in my masculine energy. It is energy. <laughs> like I hate the fact that everybody ignores that last part, like feminine energy masculine energy is a energy it's not a wardrobe it's not a language it's not a picture it's not soft life it's not none of that bullshit that they be talking about on tiktok and social media it's an energy and cre- being creative and going with the flow is all traits of feminine energy and at the time, I didn't know this. Um, I knew I wanted to step into a more feminine energy, but I didn't necessarily know how. Um, and no one was really saying be creative. Like, like when you look online about motherfuckers talking about feminine energy, they start talking about soft life shit. And shit, just shit that just don't make no fucking sense. They ain't got nothing to do with nothing um, at all. But I I just, I didn't know how to get there. I knew I was very, I knew I had a lot of masculine energy. And I feel like most black women do because either um, we grew up watching our mothers and grandmothers having to be in this masculine energy. Um, We grew up not having 
men around and the men that was around wasn't really doing what they were supposed to be doing so we never just had and obviously I'm speaking for myself but I'm also speaking as a whole because I see this amongst my sisters you know we tend to operate more masculine we tend to think and move and be in a more masculine role you know I see black women working fucking 18 hour shifts like girl no like no and I'm not saying that black women are doing this because they want to because that's absolutely not the case you know most of us if not all have been put into positions where we have to be more masculine in order to survive in America but I think it's time I think we're so used to being in that energy and I think that being in that energy is literally taught to us from a little girl like as a little girl I grew up thinking like oh I'm gonna have to be responsible for everything and women are and that's not a bad thing it's not a bad thing that women are responsible for everything because we (laughs) we have the most sense but the way in which is done right now in this day and age and over the past hundreds of years has not been productive or helpful for the feminine energy it's almost like we've just put that on the back burner and i don't want to offend nobody but i do feel like black men have become more feminine when you look at when you look at what black men like say and again i'm speaking as a whole i'm i'm not speaking towards the individual because obviously everybody's circumstances is different but when you look at the whole and you look at like the fresh and fit podcast and you know the niggas who like you know, you, y'all know what type of men I'm talking about. The men who are like, oh, well, I want a submissive woman, but I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. And like, but I want my woman work and I want you Y'all know, the, y'all know, y'all know the men I'm talking about. It seems that like we've just like done this really big switcheroo. And I feel like that's why everything is so unbalanced because e- even though I'm a woman, and I have both feminine and masculine energy inside of me, as well as men. It's an imbalance in us. So I'm not saying that we don't have any black women don't have any feminine energy. And I'm not saying that black men don't have any masculine energy. But what I'm saying is there's a clear unbalance. Like it's clearly unbalanced. We're as women, we're clearly having to do too much and we clearly have too much on our back. And as men, they clearly are not doing enough because we're picking up the slack. Um, and I feel like allowing myself the space and comfort to not be in that masculine energy to not be in that oh I have to take care of everything I have to do everything I have to help everyone I have to be everything all at once that is so draining and I'm not and it's not to say that men should have to pick that up but what I'm saying is it's supposed to be a balance life is about balance um I used to think life was about duality until I realized that duality was just separation from source. So I really don't believe. Well, I don't know. This is the thing. I'm only 23. (laughs) So my mind may change. My opinions um, change from day to day. So who knows? 
in another episode, I might be like, oh, duality is all that matters. But right now, I don't think that duality is something as as important as we make it out to be. Um, But I do believe that balance, and who knows, somebody might say balance and duality is the same thing. I don't fucking know. But I think balance is a better term. The balance of two really shows you how it's one. You know what I mean? Like, because... Even masculine and feminine energy is two of the same thing. Together, it's a whole. Like, it can't be separated. And that's what I'm trying to get at. What I'm trying to get at is that these two things are necessary, but they are needed to be balanced for us to live functionally. Okay? Like, we need both. We can't... I cannot only operate in my masculine energy... Just like I cannot only operate in my feminine energy, same with men. They cannot only operate in one or the other. Because when we get to operating in one or the other, that's where the imbalance comes from. That's where the disharmony comes from. That's where the the role reversal and not understanding our place comes from. Because, And when I say this shit, please don't think I'm like talking about like, oh, women are supposed to be wives and mothers and men are supposed to be workers i also don't believe in that because that sounds like unbalanced to me that sounds like oh i only want you to be feminine and i only want you to be masculine so i don't agree with that rhetoric either but what i'm saying is the balance is what's lost and in black women i feel like the balance of feminine and masculine energy is what's lost because Personally, I don't think that black women have ever only been in their feminine energy because black women are so powerful. So I feel like for you to act such a powerful being to just sit and be docile and to just watch kids is kind of um, ridiculous. I think it's uh, derogatory. I think it's I think it's insidious, like to act such a intelligent being, amazing comprehensive deep beautiful spiritually inclined being to just sit and like clean a house and watch kids that's evil (laughs) that's really fucking evil so I don't agree with that but it's just a balance we just we need a balance um back to me stepping into my creativity it really opened a door into my feminine energy without me even knowing so I've always been really creative. I feel like I say that a lot. I'm not trying to um I'm not trying to boost my own head or nothing. It's just true. When I look back in my life, I always liked artistic things. My mind doesn't really work in the way of school or in the way of like um you know, like I wasn't put here to be a doctor. And me and my boyfriend was just talking about this, but like you know, it's some people who come out of the vagina knowing how to do math off of their head knowing how to add multiply divide they damn near it's like they have a microsoft excel spreadsheet in their head and they just are really good at calculations and formulas and my boyfriend was like yeah that person needs to be an engineer not me (laughs) like that's not my strong suit and i feel like in this life it under capitalism under colonialism colonialization is that how i say that word oh no that's not the word i was looking for under imperialism 
this society wants you to pick the life for somebody else. So when we come outside of our mother, our mother and our father has an identity for us already. Um, or our teachers or our aunts, our family, our, our social circles have an identity picked out for us. Oh, my baby's going to be a doctor. <clears throat> oh, my baby's going to be a lawyer. Oh, my baby's going to be a teacher. Oh, my baby's going to be a musician. But the truth is, your baby is, is, is supposed to be what your baby's supposed to be. You cannot pick the identity for your child. Whenever I have a child, I will release, and it's going to be hard, but I will try my very best to release all expectations of who my child is before they even get to make that decision for themselves. Like, we've created identities for our kids, and they can't even talk yet. They can't even tell you what they like and what they don't like. And um, I say all that to say that I have never really liked, I've never liked school. I've never liked school. The only thing I liked about school was getting to play and getting to talk to people. Um, I liked English class because I liked to read. I was very into, you know, otherworldly things. So I love to pick up a book and just act like I'm in another world. But outside of um, outside of English, just English, just reading. I didn't like grammar. I I I still don't understand grammar. Like <laughs> I don't understand fucking conjunctions. Well, not conjunctions, but you know what I mean. I don't understand grammar. I hate grammar. I hate grammar. But outside of reading, I hated school. I didn't like history. Was cool too until I realized that they was lying. But I just I didn't like school and. I could do school, you know, it's not that I'm stupid. I could do school. If I wanted to go to college right now and graduate with a 4.0, I could do it. I genuinely can. I could do it. You know, we could, we, we don't know what we can do until we push ourselves to those bounds. I know I can do it. I literally gave up. Like I, I stopped and, you know, it was a point in time in high school where I just didn't care about school. I, I, I didn't care about school in middle school. When I moved from New Orleans to Mississippi in the middle of the school year, I moved like during like Christmas break or whatever. I came to school uh, before I left. Once I realized we was leaving, I realized we was leaving like, I don't know, maybe three, two or three months. I I can't remember because I was a kid. You know, time is different when you're a kid. But I found out I was moving. So I literally just stopped taking my test at my school in New Orleans. I was like, okay, well, fuck, I'm moving. It's fuck these grades, you know, like, it don't even fucking matter, I'm finna be in a whole new school, I'm finna be in a whole new state, like, nigga, fuck this shit, like, I stopped taking tests, and, like, I would just put anything down, like, I would just put, I know one test, I put C for every answer, like, I made, like, a 50, but I put C for, like, every answer, and then, um, when I moved to Hattiesburg, specifically math, I just, I hated math, I've, I've always hated math, and I failed math that year, and I had to go to summer school. But I'm I'm just saying all this to say, like, it's not that I didn't understand it. I just literally said, I don't care. I don't care to do this. And I feel like that's what most kids do who, like, you know, start failing or, you know, just start slacking off. Most kids aren't retarded. Like, I'm, I hate to say that word, but you know what I mean. Most kids don't have a mental disorder or a learning disability where 
they cannot comprehend what's going on. Most kids just don't give a fuck. And in high school, again, I stopped giving a fuck. And I think around my um, around my junior year, you know, I was like, you know what? I want to be on honor roll or, or some shit. So I literally started busting my ass. And I was like two points away from being on the honor roll because I waited till my junior year to give a fuck. But again, I say all this to say, I just didn't care. Uh, in college, you know, I cared at first. It got hard. I said, fuck it. <laughs> it got really difficult. I was like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I'm, uh, it is what it is. It's not that I have a learning disability. It's not that, you know, I can't um, understand. I can't study. I can't, like, think about this shit. School, all you got to do is read and memorize. That's it. Even math. Math equations are the same. They might throw in an extra variable, but all you have to do is read and then memorize it. Read and memorize it. In in science, you got to read and memorize. In math, you got to read and memorize. In every, it's read and memorization. That's it. So I'd be lying to you if I said, I, if I was to sit here and say, oh, I couldn't go to school or, oh, I couldn't pass or, oh, I couldn't graduate or, oh, I couldn't get my master's and my PhD. I could do all that. I don't want to. And it's like people aren't happy with that answer. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I have no desire to. I wouldn't like to. I do not want to. And it's nothing wrong with that. But we are so busy trying to make people into something that they're not. It is really idiotic to believe that every child is going to be born the same way and able to go through the same school system and to get the same grades and to go to the same college and to get the same job. That's That's idiotic. That's idiotic. And you would think with the history of this country <laughs> and the well-being of its citizens and the rate of homelessness and the rate of incarceration that you would see that the system is failing. You would honestly think that, you know, I, I think it's real funny when people ask me like, well, if you don't go to school, like, what do you what do if because I'm not going to put my kids in school. Um, my children won't go to school. And I think it's funny when people ask me like, oh, well, what are you going to do or well, how are you going to get jobs? And as if school is the only way to work. It's people who make a living playing video games. And you talking about some damn school? Niggas is buying digital coins and becoming millionaires. And you're talking about school? Niggas is posting bikini pictures and making hundred a 100K a year. And you're talking about school? And all this is debt free. I got student loans for a degree I don't have. That's crazy. But my point is, you would think seeing, again, the level of homelessness in our country, the level of incarceration, you would think that you could see how our education system is failing, how the way we parent is failing, how the way we govern our society is failing. You you would think that you would see that the, the school to prison pipeline, you would think that you would see that. Do y'all not notice how every school looks like a prison? Every school, go to a school, go to not an element, go to a middle or a high school, pull up, look at the facility, (laughs) look at the rooms, look at the hallways, 
Look at the bland fucking walls and color. It's no color. You know what else ain't got no color? A fucking prison. Now go put up a prison online. I bet you it look just like that high school. I guarantee you. I get it's scary. It's scary how much they put it in our face. But back to my original point. When I was in school, I was trying to be a person that I wasn't. My mind isn't wired to do those things. I ran a whole business for like six months and I made a lot of money. I did. I made a lot of money for, for, for it to be my first business and to be doing it solo. No help. No help. No help. None. I'm running my books. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking my profit margins off. I'm calculating for my resupply. I'm shipping. I'm handling. I'm weighing. I'm responding to orders. I'm posting. I'm doing all this shit. But I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't finish my sophomore year of college. Not be, again. Not because I'm illiterate. Not because I'm docile not because i'm lazy not because of any of the excuses that we use under this capitalistic system when somebody doesn't want to do what we're told to do only because i didn't want to do it i didn't care enough i didn't get i wasn't gaining any mental reward from going to college like when i was running my business i felt good about what i was doing when I was going to college, I felt confused. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was wasting my time. I was wasting my money. But a year later, I got a business and it's selling out by myself. Just me. Just me. And the only reason I'm not doing it now is because I don't want to right now. <laughs> That's the only reason. And when I'm ready, I'll do it. But right now, I don't want to. And it's nothing wrong with that. Like, how crazy is it that we think that we are supposed to do one thing for the rest of our life? That sounds like purgatory. That sounds like hell. That sounds like literal hell to me to do one thing for my entire life until I can't do it no more and then die. That sounds like a boring fucking life. So, again, (laughs) I say all that to say that. Me stepping into my creativity allowed me to start utilizing the part of myself that I've been denying for the past 20 years. So I've been creative. I've been inclined in certain areas of life. But because those areas are not respected by our society, because those areas were not a doctor or a lawyer or this or that, I ignored them and I told myself that I couldn't do certain things that I that in my soul I knew I could do. Um another thing too is that we and I think I said this before, but we we expect ourselves to be masters at something that we don't even know how to. It is crazy to think that you can pick up something that you've never done. And think that you're going to be a master at it, you know, and I had to really humble myself because that thinking is one of the biggest things that stopped me from believing in myself and from starting this creative journey, believing that I had to be perfect as soon as I started has has hindered me so much in my life. Because when believing that you have to be perfect and master something as soon as you start 
all it does is leave you depressed, disappointed, um, and anxious. Because when you do pick it up and you do get that hit of reality that, oh, I can't do this yet. Emphasis on yet. When you do get that reality of, oh, I'm going to have to work for this. If you even choose to work for this or you get that reality of, oh, I'm not who I thought I was, it's it's really hurtful. But embracing the not knowing, which is a part of going with the flow, you know, all of this is going 360. Embracing the not knowing, embracing the imperfections embracing the ability and the openness to learn embracing the attitude of work because we only look at work in a sense of clocking in and out but every time i pick something up and i try i am working towards something and again this is a part of going with the flow because you don't know when you'll get good at something. You don't know if you'll ever get good at something. But when you pick it up and you put in the work, it's still work and it's still something to be counted for. And it's still something learned and it's still something gained. And you're doing something that you didn't do yesterday. You're doing something that you couldn't do a year ago. You're doing something that you never thought you could do. And yeah, it might not be the best, but you couldn't even do it six months ago. So for me, embracing nothingness has really changed my life because the truth is it's nothing. Embracing that, that nothing may come from this. You know, I heard a really, really, really good quote, um, and it's been in my head for like four or five months, but it was like, um, do something that you love and expect nothing from it. And when I first heard it, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, bitch, what do you, what? Like, no. But when I really sat and thought about it, I realized that the expectation that we place on shit is really what leads to the anxiety and the depression and the withdrawal and, you know, the upsetness from not getting a result that you were never promised. You know what I'm saying? You were never promised a result. Never. Like, you wanted to do something. You got the inkling to do something. And all you were supposed to do was do it. That's it. All you were supposed to do was do it. You weren't supposed to expect that your business was going to blow up. You weren't supposed to expect that you'll be a, a fucking, you know, the a, a Beyonce. You weren't supposed to expect that you'll get a Grammy. You weren't supposed to expect that you'll be the best painter in the world. You weren't supposed to expect that you'll be the face like, no, you were supposed to do something your soul felt called to do. Put it out into the world. And leave it at that. And whatever came from it, came from it. And if nothing came from it, like I said, that's still work. And you still put something in and you still made something that you should be proud of no matter what. No matter if nobody hears it. No matter if nobody gives a fuck. No matter if nothing came from that specific moment. Because what 
you're doing is building muscle. And I never really realized it until now, but we tried to skip past the building phase. Everybody says this, but you don't really get it till you get it. You know what I'm saying? Like we try to skip past the building phase and we don't understand that the building phase is what makes us strong. Because if you got it all how you wanted it with no work, you wouldn't know what the fuck to do with it. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't know what to do with it. And that's why like when people hit the lottery and they get like $20 million dollars, they end up dead broke, worse than before they had the money because it just came and you didn't know what to do with it. You weren't ready versus let's say you slowly got the money. You know how to budget. You know how to save. You might have even started taking on investment banking or, 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 or you know what I'm saying? Um, What is it called? I'm trying to think of a word, but it don't even matter. Um, When you um invest into different companies and shit private equity you might have even got into private equity just because you had money sitting around but if you just got 20 million dollars and you've never even started to think about how to save invest or flip your money all you you gonna lose it you know so we try to we try to skip past the building phase thinking that oh it don't matter oh when i get there i'm gonna get there but really you only got there because you built and the people who don't build, every time they get there, they fall in, in any scenario, in any category, whether it be hitting the lotto, whether it be mu- musically, whether it be in school, whether it be whatever the fuck, like eventually they fall because they had nothing to stand on. You were working for years, putting in hours. Nobody saw. Nobody saw. Nobody saw. And then you got an opportunity and you took off and everyone's like, oh, well, that's not fair because they didn't put in the work. They didn't put. But see, that's the problem. We don't see people's work. Nobody except for my partner sees me playing the bass for hours on end. Nobody sees that. He didn't see me cry over this fucking guitar. Like he's he's seen me become emotional because I'm somewhere that I feel like I, I feel like I should be further and I'm not there because I'm setting expectations again. But my point is, he's the only one who sees me putting in this work. But let's say I start playing the bass for Jill Scott. Everybody else going to be like, well, 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 why the fuck? Well, how the fuck she get the that ain't fair. She just picked the bass up like two years ago. She just started playing. She can't even really play that good. But nobody's seeing me work and work and work and be up for two, three, four, five hours just playing this motherfucker. I'm not making no money off this shit. <laughs> Ain't nobody playing me to play this guitar. Ain't nobody fucking sponsoring me. Ain't nobody doing nothing. Nobody sees that. Nobody. And even though I'm telling you, you still cannot physically see what I'm doing or the fucking hours of stress from trying to learn one song or my hands cramping up. I got fucking calluses on my thumb. Nobody sees that. Nobody sees that. But that's work. And I'm not saying that's my goal is to like be the best bass player in the world. It's not. I just want to play it because I love it. But. What I'm saying is, if opportunities were to come to me, 
because people didn't see the work, they would think, oh, she's just lucky. Um, This YouTuber I watch, one of my favorite YouTubers, Trinity, she said something that, you know, it really made me think. And she said something very similar to what I just said. That's actually where I got it from. She said, you know, I've been on YouTube for 10 years. I've been making YouTube videos for 10 years, you know, like... I was making YouTube videos when nobody gave a fuck, nobody cared. You know, I was only getting a couple views. And now that I'm getting views, I'm popping my shit a little bit. I'm I'm getting opportunities. I'm traveling. I'm doing all these things. A couple people know my name. Now people are trying to say that I think I'm too good or, you know, people are jealous of my life, but they don't. They didn't see the 10 years of work I put in. And personally, I've only been um, a subscriber of her channel for like the past three years. If that, it may even be two. So, and, and since these three to two years, she's grown exponentially. But again, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I can't even imagine the seven, eight years back of her making videos and no one's watching oh well, actually i can because i make videos and ain't nobody really watching <laughs> but what i'm saying is i only saw her when she was already blooming i didn't see her when she was a seed i didn't see her when she just got put in the ground i didn't see her when she was getting watered every day i didn't see her when she was a little stem i didn't see her when she got her first petal i saw her when she was a full-blown flower in bloom in her season you know what i'm saying i saw her when it was her it was her turn i didn't see her when she was still growing so i say all that to say when you start this creative journey or this journey into your feminine energy or whatever the fuck you want to call it when you start this journey don't put expectations on yourself don't expect things to come out of it because things will come out of it, but it may not be the things that you thought they were. And I say that because you might not see your growth and because you have your eyes on something else, because you have expectations of what your life should look like. You may miss all the work that you did. And for a long time, I was not able to really see my work. Because like I said, the work I was doing was internal. And when you working on the inside, people don't really say, oh, I'm proud of you. You know, people don't recognize it. They may see you look different, you know. Your skin may be glowing. You may smile a little more. You know, like I said, my boyfriend said, oh, you know, it seemed like your eyes have a lot more life. Your eyes used to look really dead. You know, <laughs> that shit is so funny to me. But yeah, when you're changing the inside and you're doing internal work, you might not get the the applause 
or the motivation you need from from outside people but don't don't not see it in yourself because that work that you're doing is truly the foundation of your life you know i've talked to a lot of people who you would think because of where they are where they are in life physically that they would be more happier you know or even just you see it you know it'd be fucking super rich ass kids parents are billionaires and they didn't commit suicide and you like what the fuck could possibly be wrong with you <laughs> like what could possibly be wrong with you but when that inner work is not done life is hard no matter what you have no matter how many bitches you have no matter how many niggas on that roster no matter what kind of car you drive no matter what kind of apartment or house you bought if you got a mansion when the when when the inside is ugly life will be hard and we could run from it you know with drugs and sex and music and entertainment and bullshit and social media and all this other shit clothes and jewelry little trinkets to keep your mind off of the inner agony you going through but at the end of the day you building a house on sand and that bitch is gonna sink eventually it's gonna sink it's gonna rot it's gonna rot it's gonna rot from the outside in so don't put expectations on yourself allow yourself to go with the flow allow yourself to lean into your creativity and when I say creativity I don't mean just the ways I express myself you know because playing the guitar yeah that's creative painting drawing that's creative but also running businesses is creative you know, developing a business plan, it may be a little bit on the mathematical side, but it's very creative to take an idea and formulate it into a whole business. Um, you know, making, um, decorating your home in a way that's unique to you and not just what you've been raised to think a house is supposed to look like for an adult. You know, I like a lot of color. I want my house to look like a fucking like a big kid land <laughs> like whenever i get a home i want to slide in my house i do i want it in my house i want to like get out of my bed and slide down to the kitchen like that would be so fucking dope but like yeah like decorating your house in a way that is unique to you and makes you happy um anything you know wearing the clothes that you feel like truly express yourself is creative so don't just think of creativity in the aspects of art and music because creativity is so much bigger than that creative everything is creativity our whole world is based on the creativity of other people the roads the cars the buildings architecture the plants everything the 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 animals everything is is was made out of creativity it was not made in um a fucking guidebook with oh this is how this should be this is how that should be no somebody had the idea somebody had the creative thought and they brought it into fruition so don't just let your creativity stop at oh well, i don't want to play music well oh i don't like to draw creativity is so much bigger than that and i am creative in all aspects of my life when i do my hair 
that is creativity because I'm choosing how I want to express myself through my hair. When I do my makeup, that is creativity. When I get dressed, that is creativity. When I pray, that is my creative energy speaking into a prayer. You know what I'm saying? When I eat, when I cook, that is creativity. I'm creating a meal out of nothing. You know, that is alchemy. So please don't limit creativeness to just the the arts that we appreciate on this physical realm as creativity because we only view drawing and music as creativity maybe fashion but again it's so much broader than that um and yeah i don't i don't know i kind of was just talking like i said when i started i've just been saying how i felt i actually just got off my base and i was like you know what i feel like fucking recording so yeah, I just, I put it up and I started recording. Um, I do want to give an update on me personally, because like I said, I've been going through a lot, been changing a lot these past couple of months. This has been a beautiful year so far, by the way. This has been a beautiful, blessed, amazing year. I'm so grateful for this period in my life. It's It's really been beautiful. It really has been beautiful. And I'm really, really, really happy. But, um... Currently, I am on a seven-day raw fast. And when I say a raw fast, basically, I'm not eating any cooked food. So, no bread, no rice, no beans, no nothing. Nothing cooked. Everything I'm eating is raw. I've been eating a lot of salads, um, fruit, nuts dates um things like that um and this is day five really it's a 11 day fast because when you're fasting you're supposed to slowly go into your fast and slowly come out of it so um the first two days i slowly took cooked food out of my diet and then the next seven days i'm just going to be raw completely and then the last two days, so, yeah, the last two days, I'm going to slowly incorporate um, cooked food back into my diet. And I don't know if I talk about this or not. I don't know if I've said it on my podcast, but I don't eat meat. Um, the last time I ate meat was, uh, I think, April. And, no, I'm lying. I ate meat on my birthday, I think, but I ate half of a sushi roll, half of a salmon sushi roll. And I was like, uh, this is whatever. So <laughs> I haven't, but before that I hadn't eaten meat for like three months. Um, but yeah, I don't eat meats. I don't eat cheese. Sometimes I do get caught up with cheese because sometimes it be in the ingredients and I don't be knowing, like, I know I had a a croissant from the farmer's market and it had pesto in it and I just realized that the pesto had cheese in it um but it was really small so sometimes I do accidentally eat some dairy um but it's really not often but this is the first time I haven't ate any dairy any meat anything uh, and I'm going raw and it's been really nice you know I was 
really nervous about doing this fast because I tried to do a similar fast a year ago. But a year ago, I was still eating meat, like kind of regularly. A year ago, I was definitely still eating cheese. And like I said, you have to slowly enter into a fast. So I was really nervous because I wasn't able to do it last year. But obviously, it would be pretty hard to like go cold turkey from everything out of nowhere. Whereas this year, I've already stopped eating meat. I've already stopped eating cheese. Like it was just a much smoother, much easier transition than it was last year. But I really prayed about this shit for months before I did it because I really it was something I really, really wanted to do. And now that I've done it, I feel so fucking good. And I also want to give a shout out to my boyfriend because he has been so supportive of me on this journey. He's actually doing the fast with me. Um he hasn't been eating meat. He does sometimes, but we we do like three months, no meat, no cheese, four months, because we're very new into this lifestyle. So this whole time, he's been nothing but supportive. Um, when I told him about the fast, he was like, you know what, I'm going to do it with you. And honestly, I know for a fact I could do this on my own, but having that support, like actual not just saying oh i'm proud of you don't eat this but actually doing it with me has been so helpful and so monumental in my progress so i definitely want to give a shout out to my man i love him and i also want to give a shout out to my best friend because she just texted me saying day one no me and i'm so freaking proud of her because i know it's something that she has been thinking about for a long time and i know it's such a hard transition because we've been eating meat our whole fucking life so even just these small steps i'm telling you like they make such a fucking difference like i said i did not stop eating meat out of nowhere like i was slow i slowly stopped eating meat like i went from eating meat three times a day to eating meat like once a day and then from eating meat once a day to like not eating meat for a week and then a month and then three months and now i'm here so i don't believe in going cold turkey especially the way we've been brought up and the way we've eaten meats and cheese and dairy our whole life i think that's kind of i think i think you're gonna fail more trying to just go cold turkey than just slowly getting used to it and also um because I've slowly stopped eating these things, I've had a slow detox. And some people might not like that, but my health was really bad. But it wasn't to the point where I had to, like, do everything cold turkey. Like, if I was a cancer patient, you know, I would, I definitely would have did everything cold turkey. But I just had, like, eczema and allergies. So I was able to gradually wean myself off of stuff and also gradually have a... a gradual detox so um anybody who's thinking about transitioning into this lifestyle i just want to let you know because i feel like it's not talked about enough that um when you stop eating these foods you will have symptoms of sickness but it's not sickness it's your body healing so like um you might start getting headaches you might start getting you know lightheaded you might start sneezing really really bad you might break out your underarms might um break out in hives this doesn't mean that the food 
is hurting you. This doesn't mean that the fruit and the vegetables are bad for you. What it means is your body is breaking up all the mucus and all of the fucking coagulation that you have in your body from the years and years and years of eating all of these things that are inflammatory. So once you stop eating things that are inflammatory, obviously it's going to break up and it's going to come out of your body, which is what you want it to do. Um, I said on another episode, um, since I stopped eating meat and stuff, and when I take shrooms, my eyes water really bad. Like, not like I'm crying, but like they water just really bad. And that's a good thing because that's all the years of mucus stuck between my eyes and my sockets coming out. Um, when I was like 15, 16, 17, every time I went to the eye doctor, my doctors used to want to test me for glaucoma and cataracts because they saw how cloudy my eyes were at that age. And now now that I'm aware of what it is, all cataracts and glaucoma is is a buildup of mucus either behind your cornea or some other place in the eye. But it's just a buildup of mucus. So... Now, every time I eat shrooms or I'm detoxing, I notice my eyes water a lot and it's not a bad thing. It's just the mucus finally loosening up and able to come out of my eyes, which is good so that it doesn't stay there and turn into me being um, blind or or cataracts like, you know, and me going blind was like when I was scared as shit because like all my doctors used to be like, you need to get tested for this like immediately yesterday. So. I say all that to say, yeah, this, I'm on day five of the fast and I just feel really, really good. I feel beautiful. I feel so happy. I feel free. Um, the food I've been making has been delicious. Um, it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. I don't miss the things I thought I was going to miss as bad. Like, and it's crazy because I've even, I've even watched like food videos online because you know how it is, you know you know, the fattest food be on TikTok and shit. So, like, I'll watch it and I'll be like, okay, that look cool. But it's not like this crazy craving where it's like, oh, I need a, I need some nachos and I need some cookies. And I just thought I was going to be, like, down bad. And I'm really surprised at how easy it's been. And I'm even thinking about extending my fast a little bit because of how good I feel. Um... I feel really, really good. Like, I feel really good. Um, usually when I wake up in the morning, you know, I be groggy. It takes me, like, two hours to really just get up and get moving. But during this fast, I could pop right up immediately. Or, like, I'll be up in, like, 30 minutes dressed. Like, like I'm up. Like, I'm ready to go. Like, uh, before I started the fast, my nose was running a lot because I was eating a lot of bad vegan junk food like chips and shit and um my nose was just running a lot and like now my nose it ain't been running my bowels are moving um I feel great I smell like a flower (laughs) um I don't have to use deodorant I do use deodorant but I use a crystal I don't use um like a liquid or a spray or I use a literal crystal for my deodorant um 
and yeah i just feel really good and i've also noticed too on this fast i've had more clarity like since i've been on the fast i've played my guitar like every day for at least an hour or two every day you know sometimes i would be tired when i was kind of eating and i just wouldn't get to it but so far i've i've picked it up every day sometimes twice a day and i'm just on it um today the podcast i didn't sit down i didn't write i didn't write it out i didn't have an outline i didn't have a guide i didn't even know what i was going to talk about but it's like the words just came so naturally like it almost feel like I'm not even speaking, to be honest. Like, like the words are just coming out. I've, I've barely, like, thought about what I'm saying next. It's just coming. So I really do feel like I've had a, a, an immense amount of clarity since I've been on this fast. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna wrap it up here. I just wanted to give a little update about what I've been doing. Um, so, yeah, the point of this episode really was just to lean into your creativity lean into your feminine energy whether you're a man or a woman because again feminine energy is genderless genderless shapeless smellless it has no form so lean into your creativeness lean into your feminine energy lean into the flow of life if you feel called to take a fast it doesn't have to be what i'm doing you could take a fast you could you could intermittent fast where you just eat once a day um you eat fruit all day and then you have your one meal um you could do a water fast where you just drink water for a day you know but listen to yourself listen to your soul listen to your ancestors listen to your intuition listen to your body because your body knows what's wrong and it knows what it wants you to do so listen be kind to yourself. Um, take all expectations off of yourself and your life and what it's supposed to look like. And have a blessed day. I don't have nothing else to say. I, it was great talking to y'all. I'll see y'all in the next one.